hurry, hurry to the staggering stories, end of summer sale, all sorts of end of season bargains await you. The Dunn Sofa, like key sneeze, buy one, get one free. The El Presidente table and chairs, so impressive it will take over your home. The Crumbly Range, everything must go to make way for new stock. The Riddler armchair, reduced in price, so you'll be guaranteed to have a crisis in it. And the Claire chair, reduced in price, as it looked like it was made from Lego. Last few days, so come on down. Welcome, 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 dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest of a long line of Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I am Stephen, and I'm back. Woo. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I, yes, I am... That lovely soft patch of fur between a cat's teats that make it pleasant to rub. <laughs> Thank you, oh. I think. <laughs> that is hairy chest, isn't probably it? Probably the weirdest one yeah. we've had so far. <laughs> <laughs> That's that wet pussy, isn't it, that's made you think of that? You're obsessed with wet... Just stop. <laughs> well, it's better than milk and a wizard, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Moving rapidly onwards. Just to say, this is a not safe for work podcast. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, soft furnishings besides, it's the news with El Presidente. Marvel news. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Spider-Man prepares for re-entry. No, no. That's the second time. Marvel's Kevin Feige. 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 I said Feige, and apparently that's Feige. stupid. It's so it's Feige. 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 Okay. Marvel's Kevin Feige is preparing to have a hand in Spider-Man once again Ooh. after Sony and Disney have managed to bang out a last-minute deal. It's like you're just... a The film rights for the sticky-handed teenage superhero are owned by Sony, whose agreement with Marvel Studios has expired. A fortnight ago, it looked like no new agreement was possible, causing the spandex swinger to uncontrollably crash out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The cries of geeky anguish may have had an effect as now a smaller two-film deal has been hammered out, giving MCU head honcho Kevin Feige the chance to use and abuse Peter Parker in one more Marvel Studios film and oversee a third Sony Spider-Man film. That third film has already been dated July 2021 and will again feature Thomas Stanley Holland of Kingston-upon-Thames as Peter Benjamin Parker of Queen's. Feige said of this latest turn of events, I am thrilled that Spidey's journey into the MCU will continue. I and all of us at Marvel Studios are very excited that we get to keep working on it. Spider-Man is a powerful icon and hero whose story crosses all ages and audiences around the globe. He also happens to be the only superhero with the superpower to cross cinematic universes. So, as Sony continues to develop their own Spideyverse, you never know what surprises the future might hold. We can only assume that now there will be a more controlled spexit from the MCU for the fluid shooter. 
Spexit. Spexit. No comment. <laughs> Interesting. They finally did the deal. Yeah. Apparently, originally, Marvel wanted 50-50. Yeah. Split of, of costs and, and, yeah. uh, and profits. But now it's going 25-75. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how much Marvel put up for the cost. Originally, nothing. Bond. Yeah. The original deal, nothing. Yeah. They got 5% of the profits, but yeah. nothing. No uh, liabilities at all. Star Wars. Feige wants in. Woo-hoo. Not content to just be playing with the spandex and capes brigade, Disney's MCU mastermind, the aforementioned Kevin Feige, now wants to fill the hairy touch of a Wookiee. Sorry, you're a tenure. <laughs> <laughs> Quite what this means for the current Star Wars big cheese, Kathleen Kennedy is unclear. Is Feige being lined up as a replacement? Currently, it is suggested that Feige is to just work on a single Star Wars film in collaboration with Kennedy. What with the everything happening in the MCU, such as the Sony deal, all of the Fox Marvel characters becoming available to him and the slate of the announced Phase 4 projects, including several TV series, it is hard to see how Feige will have the time. Disney co-chairman Alan Horn got on the, lower, on the blower to say, We are excited about the projects Kathy and the Lucasfilm team are working on. With the close of the Skywalker saga, Kathy is pursuing a new era in Star Wars storytelling. And knowing what a diehard fan Kevin is... Poke him! Someone poke him! Poke him! Lemons! <laughs> it made sense for these two extraordinary producers to work on a Star Wars film together. Is this related to the Benioff and Weiss Star Wars trilogy? <gasps> Or Brian Johnson's seemingly production hell Maya trilogy. We just don't know. Gosh. Well, uh, allegedly, Go on, yep. Star Wars is something of a hot potato at Disney that uh, nobody wants to touch at the moment. Why? I'd touch it. Well, the last film they put out all but bombed for a Star Wars film, which obviously is Solo, yep. nearly a year and a half ago now. Yep. It was a good I film. I enjoyed that. What? I thought it was a really good what? film. I don't know why I did that badly. But it did. Uh, it I didn't think make it his money back so badly because they just didn't market it well enough. And it was too soon after previous film, six months. I don't know, many reasons. And the uh, the fan reaction to the previous yeah. saga film yeah. uh, was it um, the Last oh, Jedi? Last Jedi. Last Jedi uh, was not great. Yeah. Hmm. Although again, really I don't think it was bad. Listen to fans. And no, apparently, yeah. um, Galaxy's End. Is virtually sorry. Galaxy's Edge is virtually empty, but all there's only really one thing there. All Disney, yeah, yeah, all Disney Park things are down. Really? Uh, Okay, it's pretty damn busy. And I was at MGM Studios, and it hadn't even opened at that point. It was only a few months ago. Well, that was the thrill. Yeah. Apparently, there is is uh, I won't say a curse, but the the people (laughs) are not wanting to take ownership for Disney at the moment. Say a curse. Allegedly. The curse of Star Wars. Wars. (laughs) This is according to the various YouTube and other things that I frequent, so put your own credence on that if you like. Yeah, well, we'll see. It could well be that they're lining up Kevin Feige to take over from Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Although she might be kept on staff for contractual reasons, in which case, who takes over the MCU? Yeah, what, what happens with the MCU? Because the, the quality of the MCU did seem to go up when Feige took over. Mm, oh, it's been good for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Ninja Crosby Radio. <laughs> Any more news? Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Mr. Robot Man rebooting a reboot. Ooh. 
Does it seem too soon to contemplate remaking Battlestar Galactica yes. again? <laughs> Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail and NBC Universal certainly don't think so. As yet, another upcoming streaming service is desperate for some new content that might attract some nostalgic fans i.e. the age with disposable income. (laughs) According to The Hollywood Reporter, it will be... An updated, more modern look at the world, (laughs) as taught with the lens of the sci-fi favorite. The updated Battlestar Galactica sources say will be inspired by sci-fi's 20 or 4 series, developed by Ron Moore, (laughs) and not based on the 1978 original by creator Glenn A. Larson. Can I just say, where's that Crumbly's own tribute to Batman for the sake? <laughs> I'm Batman. Ismail himself tweeted, BFG fans, this will not be a remake of the amazing series at Ron D. Moore launched because why mess with perfection? Instead, we'll explore a new story within the mythology while staying true to the spirit of Battlestar. So say we all. The bizarrely named streaming service Peacock will also host the entire 2003-2009 Moore version. There is no word on if they will also stream the original Larson's Galactica or if Ishmael plans to include any super-powered Boy Scouts in his (laughs) proposed series. So how soon is too soon? Mm, I mean, it it feels like pretty... Ten years to us, but we're on. Yeah, it's been ten years. It's not by the sounds of that. It's not doing the same thing. It's it's taking a spin off yet again within that universe. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, they're saying it's not based on the Glenn Larson one, but based on the Ronald D. Moore one, which was based on the Glenn. Larson. (laughs) I'm getting confused. Yeah, (laughs) and so say all of us. It's odd. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. There's so many streaming services desperate to get people's money yeah. now. Yeah, and what, there's no what can they way do? everyone. I mean, there's no way in hell would be as, uh, assigning to that. No. You know, if they even no. if they all charge just a fiver a month, that's yeah. a lot of that's money. Said, there, there comes to a point where you've got to select what you want and then no more that's it because there's only a finite amount of money in my pocket so I remember we had this same debate about something else the podcast that I was in about the same thing about description services there's only so many you can do as I said I think you're going to come to a point when you're going to get a lot of them and then they're all going to suddenly die off because nobody's hard to see that this particular program is going to be enough to tempt many people don't think so no I am unimpressed already. Yeah. yeah. Peacock, I, I presume that's based on their logo, is meant to be yeah. a sort of pe- colour peacock thing, isn't it? Oh, that's but right. Why do you call your streaming service peacock? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> because you spent a fortune employing someone to do some brand marketing and they yeah. looked at your logo and went, Your logo looks like a peacock. Yeah, because mm. it's supposed to be a peacock. How about we call your service peacock because then it's brand loyal to your own identity already? <laughs> That'll be £50,000. Thank you very much. What is it? A couple of years ago when they rebranded the BBC, they put an extra line underneath it and charged a million. So, any addendums? Yeah. yeah, I've got an addendum. Oh, really? What's your Sad news. Uh, Aaron Eisenberg, who played Nog in Deep Space Nine, has died at the age of 50. 50, really? Yeah. 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 Wow, he was obviously playing younger than he really was. Yeah, so I thought he was a lot younger. I assumed he was about the age that Nog was. Okay, wow. Well, it was 20-odd years ago, so he was... 
probably in his thirty odd years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, twenties or yeah. Yeah, he he was married to Melissa, right, and father of two children, and he's got quite a lot of credits to his name. He was in. The Wonder Years, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, <laughs> Tales from the Crypt, The Secret World of Alex Mack, Brotherly Love, Brave New World, and the wonderfully named Pterodactyl Woman from Beverly Hills. <laughs> oh, God, I've got to Based watch on a that. true story. <laughs> was before Deep Space Nine, and I think he probably just needed the money. Yeah, yeah. I expect so. But there was lots of lovely tributes yeah. to him from the Star rather Trek sad. family, oh, and it was it was yeah, rather sad because yeah. he was tweeting the day before yeah, he yeah. died. It, it's a sudden. Yeah. I think it's a uh, a long illness, but it was a sudden right um, yeah. progression, sudden demise. Yeah. yeah, nothing's actually been said about what happened. So, yeah. So, our well, best wishes to his mm. family. Yes. Yeah. 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 I have an addendum. Is yours a happier addendum? I, it could be a happier addendum. Is it Tom addendum. Baker's dead? Uh, no, it's not yeah. Tom Baker's Aww. dead. No. After you, you nicked my other He's sad addendum. He's going to live forever. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Just recently, the fourth and final teaser trailer for Stranger Things have dropped. Stranger Things? Stranger Things. Stranger Things 4? Yeah. Yes. Like, have they filmed it even? Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a teaser trailer, so it's only something like 30 seconds. There's no, no actual people in, it. people in it or footage. Uh, okay, all right. So but it's just it's, lots of red. Uh, it's just lots of red. Lots four. of red actually turning sort of slimy black with the uh, little uh, title card of we're not in Hawkins anymore. Oh, well, some of them aren't, but spoilers. <laughs> Okay. I hate those things. Yeah, I don't they, see the they point of teaser prom- They promise a lot and tell you, and yeah, they don't, they just leave me cold. Sort of cold, cold. Yeah. yeah. Like the Doctor Who teaser we got for Jodie's series. I don't know. The only, that one I quite liked, you know, the whole, um, her breaking the glass ceiling thing. <laughs> that was quite funny. Yeah. I was thinking more of the one when they were in the cafe. Oh, yeah, that was all right, too. Yeah, because that, that had people in it. And it was specially filmed, isn't it? Yeah. They did do one which was just the logo. Yeah, the one we're all in the cafe, isn't that sort of how it should have ended? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any more addendums? It's not really an addendum. Oh. Then why are you speaking? But as we are recording this today, yes. the day upon which we are recording this, yes. it is the first day that the first episode of The Flintstones was ever broadcast. Ooh. And. The day that the first episode of Thunderbirds was broadcast. Your mind is full of so much insanely odd crap. I know. It's Thunderbirds Day today. There's actually a live celebration on the 20th century Slough. Um, That's ironic considering they were puppets. (laughs) They had real hands. Oh, yeah, forgot. I saw the the remake animation version they did not so long ago. Did they have real hands? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been funny. They could have used it because it was, I don't know, it was soulless. So the, the animated, the animated puppets were better than the animation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hear great things about uh, Thunderbirds Go, but uh, mm. yeah, I, I mean, I did enjoy it because, as I mean, the pace is a lot quicker. Mm. Yeah, because they have to sort of feed, you know, feed it all into a half-hour episode. But yeah, um, Thunderbirds Go was good. I liked that they had like they used CGI, but then had physical props as well to add mm. to it. So it was like, yeah, it did have that kind yeah. of like nod back. But for this um, special birthday celebration, like there were some uh, ones they remade in the style of the original Thunderbirds, with the puppets and stuff. Oh, they yeah. did like three 50th anniversary episodes, 
and they're showing those during this live stream we've got behind the scenes as well mm-hmm. and it was today they were doing it and also i think it's october the fifth and sixth no fourth and fifth okay so the weekend also, yeah okay, it makes more sense during the weekday and that's the end of the news For Christ's sake, someone introduce Now, I would just like to say that no one in this room has lived until they've seen Keith and Adam doing the Go Flash Go dance <laughs> while Dale Arden was cheering uh, on Flash when he was fighting. Yeah. Please show us the Go Flash Go dance. Go Flash Go! I wish you could see this. <laughs> it's glorious. Someday we will have video podcasts so you can see us all in our motley glory and our nudity. As you probably guess, we've watched Flash Gordon. and He saved w- every one of us. He did. Yeah. And it was mighty <laughs> it was just so wonderful I haven't watched it for years and I don't know why because yeah, it's, no, it's just oh yeah. it's fantastic I have to admit, it's I as camp as a row of tents yeah. I, I watched it and I went I forgot how much I love this yeah. film <laughs> do you know what, what gets me about the whole film though is you've got this this nonsense of a film <laughs> and terrible the film in many ways absolute <laughs> beauty of the Queen soundtrack yeah it's the film to my mind the film and the special effects have aged but that oh. only seems to enhance oh, yeah. the point. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, very but, uh, 1970, well, 70s, 1980s. Yeah. 1980 came like out. So. Techno! Oh, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I would like to say, though, I would like it on record that The Men of the Forest yes. with uh, Timothy Dalton. Yes. yes. Arboria. Arboria. Idiots. They're at war, clearly. With everyone. And so what do they do? Every boy who reaches manhood... Oh, yes, yes. They have that test of courage. Do the yes. test of courage, and most of them die. They killed Peter Duncan from <laughs> Blue Peter, <laughs> and he was on Duncan Dares, so it takes a lot to kill him. I mean, I mean what it. kind He's of idiot Pe- society does that? I mean, Peter Duncan, a former Blue Peter presenter, <sighs> the former chief scout of the UK, yeah. and oh. a former soft porn actor. Yeah. Really? And he, they <laughs> made Dead. him put his hand in a big... Scary hole, yeah, yeah, which he'd done tree before. trunk, yeah, yeah, tree and trunk, yeah. something bit him. Mm. I mean, for crying out loud! Yeah. <laughs> and Brian Blessed, I, I remembered it wrong. He oh. whispers Gordon's yeah, alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does it. Yeah. Very recently, it. he started shouting. It was kind of like, yeah. Gordon's, Gordon's alive. <laughs> yeah, that was my surprise because this was actually my first viewing of it today. When it was. Oh, <laughs> virgin! I hadn't seen it before, so it was one of those classics I hadn't seen. I was like, oh, we're doing that. Okay, I'm going to watch mm. it. Yeah. Uh, Adam lent it to me and watched it today and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> then, yeah, from like my growing up, from like conventions and other places and bits and pieces, when I've heard references to Flash Gordon, it's always been that Gordon's alive, but people really have like loud. said it really loud. Gordon's yeah. alive! So when I was watching, I was expecting well, when Brian Blessed does it really loud when you see him. I'm sorry, but Flash Gordon for me was completely ruined by Ted. 
Sam Jones appearing on yeah. Ted. Yeah, shuffling coke up their noses and talk about <laughs> opening a, me- a restaurant that bars Mexicans. I mean, <laughs> that was my first experience of Flash Gordon and Ted. And yeah. then I watched it. May I have your assistance on this? Dale Arden. Oh. Yes. Now, she's, she's a confusing soul. She is. She's a little At bit. At first, I despised her. Very and vocally, then, if I remember. Very vocally, yeah. yes. Yeah. And with much pointing and throwing of flash, things. Yeah. Flash, and then, the when captured, she escaped by herself. She did it herself. And yes. I thought, yes. You With go, girl. Ridiculous then she had that shoes. incident where she mass murdered a load yeah. of people. All the security guards. Yes. And yeah. then, then she threw the gun away so she could pick up her shoes. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's, the, she's even more stupid than Lois Lane. <laughs> she's a little bit. And then she gets all pissed off. She's met this guy. You've got to remember, she met this guy an hour ago. Yes. And yep. he looks at another pretty woman. And she acts as all possessive, you know, typical bunny boiler. Mm. She's like, hey, don't forget I'm here. You've known him an hour. (laughs) Have some dignity, woman. It's the bit when they were talking during the telepathy. Oh, my God, this is really turning me on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You're saying about the technical and that. I think it it dates it because we know that's what they, they like to use. And we had a bit of it in Labyrinth as well. I think in some respect, it just totally, totally fits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It makes it almost like a timelessness, that film. There's a definite yeah. retro appeal yeah, to it. Yeah, it, it oh, kind of yeah. like being just 10 years ago yeah. and being made to look like yeah. it was from that era. It does kind of like add to that. Made to look like the original comics. Yeah. 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 It was very super. Yeah. 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 So very bold colours. Even the director was saying, even the camera angles, see, are often quite weird. Yeah. As if it's a cartoon. Pain, yeah, yeah. Pain. But Flash, bless his little cotton socks, was a bit thick. A bit. He, <laughs> he didn't know how to fight it's, it's, it's until like someone Pokies. threw a football at him. Yeah. Yeah. And then he worked it out. Well, he was him. a footballer, so he's yeah, just yeah, going through oh. the... Match him like uh, this. Yeah. Zarkov, that was his name. I was yeah. trying to remember it. Um, Fiddler on the Roof guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, top yeah. Hole. Top Topol. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way the actor played... Played... Ming the Mercenary. Oh, he did a great oh, yeah. That, that, it was yeah. just the right great. side of chewing the scenery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. villainous. It, it was kind of like totally cold, but yeah, it, it, it was still played, connected with it. it. I don't think it was the actor himself, but he played it as everything was beneath him. Yeah. He disdained yes. everyone. Like he had a oh, yeah. bad smell on his yeah, nose. Yeah, which was but then, perfect. But it didn't the... go, turn into a pantomime no, either. No. It didn't well, turn into really. this kind of like, whoa, ho, ho kind of figure. Well, but this it's... is the thing. There was so much, no, so many funny things no. in it. So much of it was so silly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they shove a scene in where his daughter's being whipped. And yes. What the hell? And he's there on the view screen eating fruit from a goblin. I see. Yeah, one thing that just came to mind was um, in Star Trek Voyager, where um, Tom Paris is on the holiday. Oh yes, Queen Arachna. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, because you have Satan's robot. Yeah, yeah, the sort of the giants, all gaudily coloured robots, and um, Captain Proton. Captain Proton, that's it. Thank you. Yes, and the uh, Ming the Merciless type uh, imperious character. But I, I, I've got to say, all tops to Brian Blessed, Uh, because even when he's not 
deliberately acting. He's you, you, the, the fight scene, and he's just acting. there hitting people on the head, <laughs> sniggering. And yeah. didn't he pull off those very, very short, furry shorts? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. They weren't short. They yeah. were basically a groin cut. <laughs> and he filled them well. He did. Oh god, we're back on labyrinth. But those, again. those <laughs> things that Dale Arden murdered were they robots or were they? People? No, they're mostly pig creatures. The, yeah, they oh, yeah. seem because yeah. they in the red. Yeah. They did. Well, mm. uh, you'd grunt mm. if she shot you in the well, face each, with that. Each time they were walking, when they oh, took yeah, a step. They, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but she, it was just the way she turned her hand to mass murder. Yeah. And, and the, got yeah. the butt of the rifle and smacked round round the head and grabbed his nose, uh, didn't he? Uh, he hurt him. Uh, they, so they felt pain. But I had no yeah. sympathy for either of them, because quite frankly, at the beginning, when they saw that weird mansion, what the <laughs> hell were they in the thunderstorm? What the, the hell were they doing the, going towards it? The hot hail. They oh, crashed the, into the it. Hot, they? Yeah, they actually crashed into oh, it. Oh, fair they had, what, how many crashes was it in the first? Oh, yeah, oh, it was the, the hot yeah. hail that caused it. Yeah. yeah. And then they, they crashed the speeder bike from the rings of Archifartan. <laughs> yeah. 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 The spaceship Then the spaceship And he walked away with out a hair out of place. But how many costume changes did they all have? Oh, oh God, yeah. yeah. You're, yeah. Run, you're fighting for your life, but let's stop and put another top well, on. Well, that, that was another thing. It was the range of gaudy costumes. Oh, yeah. I, I believe they Fashion's got... usually in red. Yeah, I, I believe they got the whole job lot from a reject fashion school. Oh, no. They, they, the guy who did it was a, a big fashionista, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had no concept of what the film was about or anything. He just, he just wanted these costumes. <laughs> yeah. But the one thing that did worry me, you had the, the scary moment where Flash had died because of the gas. Oh, yeah. Very scary moment that somebody, before putting him in his coffin, thought the thing to do was to take his clothes off and put him in a leather nappy. (laughs) The black jeweled battleship. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, copy the logo from his T-shirt and and put it onto the grave. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they were a caring folk. Yeah, well, well, I mean, you mentioned you know, sort of fashionistas dev- uh, designing the costumes of various sci-fi movies. I mean, that reminds me of um, the Fifth Element yeah. with uh, Jean-Paul Gautier. Gautier. Yeah. 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 and well, Judge Dredd. You know, Gianni Versace designing all the costumes. Oh, really? Yeah, God. that explains the cod pieces. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I prefer the Fifth Element. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do we think of Zarkov? It's odd because there's and some Zarkov. some yeah. people who are acting it relatively straight. Yeah, mm. there's other. People People who can't act at all. Yeah. The others are just sending it up. It's yeah. a very odd combination of characters. Or well, actors. The, the personal bit I like. I, I liked his portrayal of Zarkov. He mostly. played it pretty straight. He played it pretty straight, but with occasional comic timing. Like yeah, yeah. The, the, it's when they're breaking out of the prison. We have uh, Baron and uh, Ming's daughter. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. I've changed. I understand human emotions now. And they try to kiss and say, "No, we don't have time." So, no, you haven't changed. You're still the cold, heartless bitch. Mm. And Mother. You've got Zarkov trying to decode the door, yeah. and he finally does it. The door goes, yeah, I knew it was on the Zig Sighter theory, uh, <laughs> system theory. Yeah. I haven't changed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got yeah. Timothy Dalton there, I think, I think has been told yeah. to play it like Han Solo a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, was it, was it pre-Bond? I think it was pre-Bond. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, you say Han Solo, one thing watching it is I was struck how much of it... Star Wars influence. Star Wars yeah. influence. Yeah. 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 The, well, the, 
the, the long yeah. robes on the girls, but even mm. some of the fight what? scenes were almost like blocked from Star Wars. Clytus, <laughs> the yeah, guy Clytus. in the golden mask. Darth yeah. Vader. Obvious Vader standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he wasn't in the original comics, that no, character. No, He was created for this film yeah. because of Star Wars a few yeah. years yeah. earlier. Flash yeah. Gordon approaching. But there, there was definitely um, Star Warsy. Feels yeah. to well, that, it, yeah, it was riding on the coattail. Yeah. So. Oh, totally. But what it, did we think of the ending with the mysterious ooh, hand ooh, picking up the ring? There was supposed <gasps> oh, to be okay. a number uh, a, a number yeah, two, two a <laughs> number two. <laughs> um, <laughs> but due to disagreements between the lead actor and the director or producer, it kind of like never happened. Oh. Well, yeah, famously, Flashy's voice is not Sam Jones's voice. Ah. Huh? I, I thought it was famous for me. Yeah, uh, no, no, I, didn't know, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it was all dubbed. Because <laughs> he had such a falling out with the producer yeah. that he refused to come back to do the dubbing at the yeah. end because a lot of it had to be redubbed. Same yeah. as Star Wars. Sound. Uh, so they got something else in to, to redub him. Good grief. And I did not so know is that. the entire film someone else's voice? I think so, yeah. yeah. That explains why he didn't sound anything like himself <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is um, quite a well-known cast here, apart yeah. from Richard O'Brien, mm. and Brian oh, Blessing, yeah. 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 and Peter Duncan, yeah. Yeah. and Dalton. Kenny Baker, yeah. Yeah. who yeah. was in it. You've got Timothy Dalton, yeah. as Rusty you say. Goff. It's uh, Peter yeah. Wingard. Peter Wingard, yeah. he did a great job. It was almost uh, a renaissance for him. About a year or two later, we had uh, Planet of Fire. That's true, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was a sort of a rediscovery of him. Blimey. Yeah, because he'd been disgraced in the public eye, yeah. hadn't he? Yeah, it's because so, yeah. he used to be Jason King in the late mm, 60s, early yeah. 70s. Yeah, it's yeah, quite it a heavy UK cast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 If you're going to ham it up, Deep you really Roy. do Deep need Roy. British yeah. actors. Yeah. 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 Was it's it filmed in England? Yeah. 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 Um, Shepton and Elstree, oh, many right. Shepton, I think. Yeah. So much of it is just utter pap. Yeah, <laughs> but it's so well. It's, it's, it's glorious. Together, it kind of yeah. works. Yeah. It's really bizarre. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I mean, you guys obviously you you've seen it before, so this is a review oh, for you. But yeah, my I my first it, time yeah. seeing it, it's still I still enjoyed it up to yeah. today's standards. Of stuff. So obviously, yeah. I was watching that's it first the, time, and yeah, it still had all the magic. Yeah, that's the point. If you can if you can come out of it saying, yeah, that was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a good film. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a definite feel good film. Oh, yeah, it's not really. Oddly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's oddly, but yeah, it is. I remember being quite disturbed by a few bits as a child. Really? Oh. Yeah, because what this came out in 1980. I don't know if I saw it when it first came out, but I would have been about six when it first uh, came out. Uh, yeah. I, I saw it when it first came out of the cinema, so... Yeah, oh, me too. Yeah. I was, I was, you, I was 11. Aria being whipped. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't remember that too much, but the uh, the bit with the uh, the wood creature... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a bit scary. Didn't like that too much, I remember. The bit soon after that where he gets enveloped by this spider thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a brief moment, and it looks so fake now, but. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh, six. And the other thing was Clytus's death. Yeah. That was the eyes folding, the tongue yeah. folding yeah. out. Yeah. Pretty yeah. grim. I didn't get how they all basically turned to oil when they were killed, some of them. Yeah. So she ran down the steps, didn't she? Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Flowed. We would like to know what you think of Flash Gordon. And mm. if you haven't seen it, go out and watch it. What? Yeah. Because it's nice. wonderful. Well worth it. yeah. But you can tell us all about it by writing to show at staggeringstories.net. Oh, we all got to say something. Yeah. <laughs> it's as camp as a row of tents, but go and watch it anyway. Yeah. Great music there. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, uh, the battle scene at the end, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the football fight, the wedding yes. march. Brian May's wedding march. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What have you used that when you got married? <laughs> 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 fight on the platform. Oh, so many. 
many good things. Yeah. <laughs> King of the impossible, eh? He saved every one of us. Ah. And now it's being used for a detergent commercial. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Right, after the glory that was Flash, we turned our attention to audio. And something that was equally glorious, but a lot longer. (laughs) I didn't make it all the way through. I I listened to five or six parts. But we've been listening to Big Finish, Doctor Who, Legacy of Time. Pause for music. You need to put a reverb on that. Legacy of time. That's not a reverb. Well, I know, but... That's a stretch. I know, but... I mean, if you're going to pretend you know how to do this, just <sighs> use the... Cor- I hurt my knee. Use the correct <laughs> term. <laughs> I've heard three and a half of, of them. Pie. Okay. So I heard The Lies in Ruins, the first one, The Split Infinity, The Sacrifice of Joe Grant, and Part of Relative of Time. And I only want to say one thing, The Sacrifice of Joe Grant... Someone should have warned me. It's really embarrassing oh when you're trying to type minutes, listen to a podcast and cry without your colleagues seeing it. You were doing that on the bus. I then, was. The bus was an unfortunate thing. I just oh pretended I had hay fever right, shall, in, shall, in Before September. we get to that, though, shall we start with yes. the li- lies in movies? Lies so we should the first one. say what it's about. Yes. What, yes. What's yes. the yes. purpose? Yeah. 20 years of Big Finish having Doctor Who. Yes. Yay. Yay. And what years. a damn yeah. fine job they've done. Yeah, they have, yeah. yeah. There's more big finish than there is TV dog. Yeah, it, it, by it's a long a, shot. It, well, it, it's basically from 64 to five doctors. That's what they're oh. celebrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. So tell us, what's the link between these six stories? Mm, yes. They all have the doctor in it. Well done. <laughs> I think there's another link, isn't there? Blinding the office. Doctor Who. <laughs> Strange things happening to time. Yes, there, yeah. there is an insidious plot going on by various creatures who, surprisingly, we have heard of before in Big Finish. Ooh, yeah, it's yeah. a real callback to the right back to the beginning. To the very first one, yeah. Blind. I think they've been back since, have they? I, they haven't. They haven't, not to my knowledge. Not so they're w- right back from Sirens of Time. Yeah, Sirens yep. of Time, first disc. Mm. Yep. yep. Oh. Yep. Now, first Big Finish. I, I was... I, I watched... I listened to this in one it, week. You <laughs> It's with my bus journey there to and from Horsham. And like Jean, there was an unfortunate sobbing incident <laughs> in The Sacrifice of Joe Grant. Oh. But... She gets better. The, she does. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that bit was, that made me cry. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the Charlie one was the other one I was really looking forward to and that was equally as awesome. Which one was, was that one? Is that Avenues of possibilities yes yes, yes right. uh, it's one. eight discs in total mm-hmm. two of those discs are behind the scenes bonus features yeah. bonus yeah. features yes. so basically it's six discs one with each of their big finished doctors mm-hmm. the yeah. main range big finished doctors yeah yeah so, so it doesn't include david bradley no, no. basically uh, you've david got Tent. what is it it's eight seven three six Five. five and four. Yeah, I, I didn't know anything about it, so I'm li- I'm listening to them cold, and there was some wonderful combinations of assistants yeah. and cast. And all I mean, the first one you have River and Benny. 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 Yeah, Benny. Yeah. Aren't they but wonderful together? You also had the uh, companion who was travelling with the Doctor at the yes. time. Maria. Maria. Oh, she was she yeah. was odd for uh, twenty for twenty minutes. I'm like, who the hell is this yeah. person? Yeah. I, She's unbelievable. 
unbelievable. I, I would like to say, as I said, it's six discs, interconnected stories, but each mm-hmm. one is a individual standalone yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to listen to all of them to get the full. Although it is kind of fun when you have the clash of the egos towards the end, <laughs> mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. doctors meet doctors. Mm-hmm. And surprise doctors. I, I have to say, I was a bit, because Lies in Ruins is the first one. Yeah. So I listened to McGann. that one first. Yes. And it did take, it took me a while to actually realise it was Paul McGann. I don't know why, oh, really? but it oh. just didn't sound quite oh. right. But I didn't got feel the feeling it. they were setting it up to be just before he kind yeah. of like gets into the war. Oh, yeah. yeah. And regenerates. Yeah. I don't know if my mind wasn't in the right place or what have you, but it took me a moment to realise it was that Doctor's yeah. story. Didn't they use yeah. the Time War theme tune? Oh, yeah. I can't that figure one. out. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the standard Eighth Doctor, and also he wasn't himself, was he? He was. That that was actually pointed out. Yeah, he was very depressed, which is why Mm. he'd uh, created Rhea to be the perfect companion. And that came through in the voice, and it Mm. took me a moment before. Mm. I I think that's what threw me. I think think we are very close to uh, Night of the Doctor in this story. The thing with the thing with Rhea was, oh, to say she was had placed her entire faith in the Doctor was it was literally, oh, the Doctor will save us all. That's what she was designed. To do, yeah, yeah. And then she had a building fall on her. Yeah, is concerned. I had flashbacks to early Bonnie. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, the bouncy enthusiasm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have to say that it does say something about the doctor's ego when he creates a companion, she is besottedly, yeah, completely has to worship him. <laughs> oh, and, spe- and speaking of other annoying things, every five minutes is a Oh, that bloody Tower of Rassilon again. <laughs> I thought that was great when that first came on. Yeah, oh, yeah, what the? <laughs> I got a little bit confused with the Split Infinitive, which was the second one, which is the Sixth Doctor and Ace. Seventh. Mm. Seventh, seventh, seventh Doctor, doctor yeah, yeah. sorry. Seventh Doctor and Ace. I, really? And the Countermeasures team. You're, you're meant to be... I love the Countermeasures team. It took yeah. me a yeah. few yeah. moments to sit and go, God, I know the... Which story? Which story? <laughs> <laughs> it's set in two different time zones. Yeah. happening at the same time. Same time. Same time. Like 20 that, years that bit is a bit confusing yeah. in as much as is that really possible even but, but I go with it and it's I, 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 <laughs> they I, kept getting memories yeah, as I they didn't did. find that, that confusing no, no me I neither didn't. I just no. I went with the flow it made sense within the narrative structure yeah. of the story it and it has been done on TV Christmas Carol yeah, I think I what thing, confused yeah. me sometimes was I, it took me sometimes a minute to realise which version of them was talking. So was I in the yeah. current day? Or, so I was, I was, is set over two time periods. Yeah. I think it's yeah. because I was kind of listening to it while I was doing other stuff. Could, so okay. it just yeah. took a moment. Go, right, is that the 1960s? But I do like the end of it where it said, well, this will really time travellers and anyone related to time. So it'll, how you can be at work in the 70s but retiring? And it's, I thought, it's a yeah. nice thing yeah. for a the nice unit, dating. unit yeah. Yeah. I, I did like Gilmore sort of reaction to the Doctor both times mm. oh yeah it's virtually yeah. the same what's it I'm in more trouble than I thought aren't yeah. I so yeah. much for the easy day yeah. yeah now the one that reduced oh. us to tears oh. I've got to admit this one was my favourite the they're all good they're all good but this one this was one my favourite this one was favorite. just wonderful yeah, I think this is the best one I'm warming to the sorry I don't know the actor's name Tim Trello. Tim Trello. I'm warming yeah. to his yeah. impersonation of the third doctor as i yeah, as i yeah. listened to it i was like wait i thought he was 
that what huh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds, yeah, to me he doesn't enough. sound like a perfect imitation but he doesn't need to he's got the he's got the flavour yeah, yeah the spirit yeah. of the doctor I've in a way yeah got to ask was it you were going and then when they played the bit of audio back <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's um, like I can't I can't figure out where you got, is... what story you cut that from yeah. but I hate oh. you that wasn't that hang, was hang, fresh yeah, I think we have to no that was John Colshaw was it that yeah. was the John Colshaw yeah. it's a, yeah, yeah, the mm, on the so good. Yeah, he yeah. Really is, right? I was so I was good. halfway between Horsham and Crawley, and you know you had all the stuff with Kate and and mm. that, and you know she's making the call, and I'm like, oh, then, yeah, I, oh, I think I've got not, half the this conversation. Is so sad. Not oh, play bless that. her. And then, oh well, you've done a very good job. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. Oh, it yeah, was that. it was perfect. The initial setup when you introduced, I love the idea of Joe Grant taking Osgood. Under, under her wing, wing yeah. to try to, you know, the, the pool party and, yeah. and paintballing later. I, I have to fun. wonder, though, I did sit there with that, that bit and I think, oh, yeah, trying to, to read my minutes while I'm just... got <laughs> something in my eye kind of stuff. Yeah. What is wrong with me? I'm a really old woman that's, that's shedding tears over an audio play about fictional characters. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a sign of how good the storytelling is, yeah. Yeah. quite simply. Uh, but I did like I like that one. I thought it was actually a very nice way of getting the two units yeah. together mm. and involving. I thought yeah. in fact they figured out who Kate was very quickly and that kind yeah. of I stuff. Also, the doctor and, yeah. I, and also I, think I liked did too. Actually, there, there was a there was a little callback to Clara and Twelve when Joe first appears and he doesn't really recognise that she's aged. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, it's oh, yeah, 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 it's yeah, the yeah. same with in Amy's Choice, yeah. where he doesn't recognise that she's pregnant. Yeah. Takes, it takes him ages to <laughs> work know, it, it out. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I, think, I think it's... Um, uh, listen, when he suddenly, halfway through the episode, turns around and says, what have you done to your face? I'm wearing makeup. <laughs> <laughs> she probably missed a bit. <laughs> I, I loved Osgood's fangirling over the Doctor. Oh, God. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh. Was, like, literally because... losing her words and the things she was saying and stuff, and just properly... Like, like, you could hear her like totally getting just yeah, hyperventilating. Oh. <laughs> I think the unit stories or the big finish unit stories are set before Day of the Doctor, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're meant to be. Yeah, yeah so technically, this would be good. the first time she's met a doctor. Oh. Right? Okay. Yeah. Well, she hasn't met a doctor. She's spoken to well, a spoken yeah. to a doctor. <laughs> she thinks I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I think the play on words relative time with the next mm. one with the fifth doctor and, yes. and Jenny and Jenny. Yeah. Yes. And I love the whole double yes. meaning of Jenny trying to persuade the doctor mm. that she's his daughter, yeah. given their relationship between the actor and the actor. Which is, of course, why they had to do it. Which is why together, they had yeah. to do it. Yeah, I, I do, I've got to say, the scene where Jenny is piloting the time ship mm. with the doctor standing behind her, giving her advice, has that scene played out in real life <laughs> in a car <laughs> <somewhere? laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Now, this is the one I only got part way through, unfortunately. So I've got. They both up- die horribly. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, it's tragic. I've got up to the bit where the Vultasaurs have got on board and nine... Oh, the nine, yes. And that's about it, unfortunately. But the nine is a character we've met before, but he's been called Later, yeah. the eleven. Yeah. And 
that's with one of the McGann books, I think it's Ravenous. Is the TARDIS that's blown up in the Vortex the same as the first TARDIS in the McGann story? I think so. And I think it's all... in the final story. Yeah, I think it's the same. Because that's why I was starting to see that yeah. there's this link through yeah, that, between this exploding TARDIS. Yeah, and that's the, the, yeah. the ongoing narrative that links them all together. Mm-hmm. Yep. Again, I think that was, that's a very good one, especially when uh, Jenny first gets aboard the TARDIS. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Geometrically white. Yes. Because she never went aboard the TARDIS. No, not not no. in yeah, uh, not her first story. Yeah, yeah. So you're my tent. great, 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 great. <laughs> Have yeah. I got that right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not the way I'd be if I were her. No. <laughs> but, okay, whatever. But she, she is very, very good. She I really is, yeah. enjoy her. Yeah, those two together. The first time I've actually heard Georgia and Georgia because I've wanted to listen to her own series. Yeah, just the first time I I can lend it to you. I do have it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit as well, after listening to this, I now really want to get back into listening to Big Finish stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I've said before about how I kind of want to listen to this one and listen to that one, and that one was cool. But now, actually, yeah, I actually want to listen to more audio again. Surprisingly high quality yeah. level. The one well. thing I noticed about so, this. Thank you, guys. Are, <laughs> are these shorter than the regular story? Yeah, I think they were because I was able to get through one and a bit well, on I my think, journey home. Mm-hmm. I think they're only an hour, aren't they? They're not. I think, yeah, were they actually yeah. less than an hour? I don't know. Because they were. Yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed them because they were mm. a, a bit quicker. Not that the, original, I, the other ones aren't boring, but sorry, that, they that. were quite a nice yeah. little pace. pace. And yes. I thought, I'm getting through these quicker than I normally do. That's the impression the, the, I got. You said the main range is structured for the classic TV series. Yeah, because so it's Yeah, 4 25-minute episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the McGann range is structured for the new series, yeah. which is... 45 mm, yeah. minutes an hour. Yeah. Giving more towards an hour, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. The pace on each of the stories was just right for the story you had because yeah. the stories were compact. I think it would have had padding in it if you tried yeah. to make them longer. Yeah. They, they were very well they written do, for yeah. the time, pe- time mm. they were filling, if you there know what I mean. There is no period in which they drag. No, no. And it no. didn't feel like they were rushed either. They were just no. very nicely paced. Mm. So on to Tom Baker. No, no. No, no. I've missed one. Sixth Doctor. Sixth yeah, Doctor. You missed yeah. Avenues of Possibility. Get Colin Baker. <laughs> Avenues of Possibility. Charlie. Charlie. Charlie, Charlie yeah. yeah. Now, her, not so much when I re listened to it, but when I first listened to this one, I kept thinking that she didn't sound quite so right. So did I. <laughs> oh, you did as well. Okay. Yeah, she hadn't. It's as if she'd lost the character. Yeah. And she hadn't quite got the. Charlie was had a like an innocent thing going on, yeah. and she seemed to have not got that. Okay. But then she's with the sixth me. Doctor, so it's quite a way down the yeah. line. It's so she isn't so innocent anymore. Oh, well, no. She's seen some things. Oh. <laughs> she's seen <laughs> some stuff. The stuff she's done. And some things. <laughs> she doesn't recommend any of it. Yeah. But it was also nice to see the return of Mendes. I love Mendes. Mendes and Livchenka are my favourite secondary characters yeah. in I Big Finish. I'm not sure I've ever heard her. What's she from? Um, she's from been in Manchester. Yeah, she's, she's a police been... detective. Uh, the, yeah, the, 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 the Rain the Cloud Man, which yeah. is a, a sixth Doctor one. She's okay, only appeared with heard this, that. She's only appeared with the sixth. Yeah. Okay, this is in the main range. Yeah, in the main range. Uh, And she's just so wonderfully put out by everything. (laughs) So this one is Earth-based then, again? Yes. 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 Although multi-time. Again, it's different time periods in London, basically. Because it also features the Fielding Brothers, who created created the boat. 
the guy, the Henry Fielding Thank basically you. created the Bow Street Runners, yep. and he did actually have a blind brother called John. He did. And John was in it as well. Yeah. yeah. This one I, makes you feel a bit sad, and you can sort of feel it still. It was originally written as a Jago on Lightfoot. Yeah. 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 Lightfoot in real life is gone. sad now. I know, I know. <laughs> you can see how it, it could have worked quite well with those two. The, uh, the writing of Tom Jones, or should I say the reading of Tom Jones? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That cheered um, you up. That was quite funny. Uh, John Field, was it John or Henry Fielding, wrote The Adventures of Tom Jones, which was considered rather racy in his yeah, time. Watching. And Charlie told him that it was one of her favourite books and he got on a right snit on saying, <laughs> young lady shouldn't be reading that sort of thing. Back before the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Say, did she then give him a copy of Fifty Shades of Grey? Say, this is the rubbish we read, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Charlie's 1930s, Fifty Shades of Grey would be a bit much but for she's her. a town yeah. traveller this is true yeah. this is true and then you had the culmination collision course so who's yes. involved in this one this, well this is Fourth quite interesting because we've got number four and Leela mm-hmm. yep. and number four and Romana uh-huh. Romana too clearly yeah yeah. yeah. so yeah time is really beginning to break down now so they're both so this one's set on Gallifrey then if you've got no it's, it's f- actually concerns the original TARDIS and the flight of the original TARDIS and because it was so dubious and dangerous it was created and fl- initially flown from a planet on the very edge of the cosmos this is the TARDIS mm. that blew up. Yes. Mm. So the journey ends quite badly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going via an obscure planet in the mutter spiral. <laughs> I'm assuming the pilot of the TARDIS is the split creature. It's one of the pilots. Pension? Pension? Pension. In the yeah. Sylvester McCoy yes. story in the, the yeah. two times. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah, he, that's the pilot. He is one the of the characters, one of the pilots in the last Punchin. Punchin, that was that's it. it. So yeah. how does the Joe Grant story with the wormhole, time wormholes fit in? As has been explained more properly in the Colin Baker one, it's almost as if there's a bullet hole through the timeline of Earth. So and it's that, all the little fractures. The, so that story's associated, but not, yeah, the, not necessarily the, pushing yeah, in that, That's what I mean. It's, each story you can listen to individually mm. without listening to any other. They make perfect sense. But there is a, a running link yeah. between all of them. I just wanted to get back as well earlier on the Joe Grant story that I called out that plot hole. <laughs> you did? Literally you did. On the, in the car journey yes. with Adam McKeith. Yeah. Literally, like, the start of the story when they were saying about the holes and how Joe Grant died and all this stuff, I was like, that Joe's going to go through one of them and die at the end. And, yeah. <laughs> and that happened, I was like, yes. Yeah, you called it. I couldn't say. I didn't want to spoil it for you. I couldn't say. Um, the creatures, the sirens of time, have caused various paradoxes. The only way to solve these paradoxes is to stop the first TARDIS flight, which would also create a, a paradox, paradox, which would allow the t- Sirens of Time to do what they want. So for them, it's a win-win situation, mm. and it's how they manage to get out of that. Uh, various things begin to break down, and both Doctors, both Doctor Fours, disappear from time. Ooh. Yes. It was quite a scary moment. It was. <laughs> yeah. It's certainly something Leela didn't like. Well, oh. Yes. Yeah. I like the idea that it's based around the first TARDIS. Yeah. I yeah. always kind of like think, though, that the Doctor's TARDIS is secretly the first TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, this one is very primitive, not dimensionally transcendental. Yeah, yeah. it's a large hangar bay. In a way, I feel it's a bit of a shame that they should know of the first flight. Yeah. To me, it should be such ancient history that they shouldn't even know the names of the people. It should yeah. just be some almost forgotten. Yeah, lost in the archives. Yeah, I don't know, because no, no, the, the Wright brothers, everyone will always know who the right will brothers they though, were. if we go I think, I 
if they, if we go they 100,000 years in the future. Even if they don't know why they know, they'll know. I don't know. It's like I Armstrong. Still, Once we're out are the right thousands of years into the future, will we even know at that oh, point? I, I, I have heard of this guy called Christopher Columbus, and I'm sure he, he was did something... quite a long time ago, wouldn't he? Yeah, he was a wee <laughs> while back, and I don't and know what he did, I but I think know. he King went Alfred. on a boat and flew. William the Conqueror, he did something quite important a thousand years ago. Houses is nothing compared to how long the time was. Been yeah, <laughs> but they're, they're, they're designed to remember a lot more than we are. And also, <laughs> they actually have record-keeping rather yeah. than oral tradition. <laughs> I think anything before... The, the height of the Time Lord Empire should be shrouded in the mists of time that even most Time Lords don't know. A few might have some idea through, looking through... Historical like, documents. Death zone type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they're better than that. Plus, when, <laughs> when that was set, wasn't there the Time Lord Council or had they gone? I don't know. When what was set? When during, the first... during these, in the timeline of these stories, when wasn't Gallifrey still there and the time like the time nods around um, yeah the time, it would have oh, been yeah, it's, yeah. it's so they pre would, Gallifrey would, destruction yeah. so wouldn't they still have had reference of the original TARDIS so see <laughs> I don't know I feel like it's so ancient <laughs> it should be lost like dark ages thing. You, you would like to, to have been lost yeah I would it would have made I more sense to you I, I think Stephen's that. argument is much better as is Jean's <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a grumpy old fart <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have added something if the doctors didn't know and they then discovered this as the first time and they got to rediscover that history mm. and be able to give it back to mm. the Time Lords. But I don't know. Yeah. It also comes down to how long you've got to make this plot run out. <laughs> well, it might not have been possible to do it within the time scale. Maybe not. But if anything, I would say this particular one is has the least amount of story yes. to it. Yeah. It's yeah. much more in service of the overall plot. It's, that, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a wrapping up job, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. And not much more. Like, I, I'm not sure whether we should mention what actually happens at the end for spoilers. Let's leave something for, for yeah. spoilers yeah. and yeah. stuff. Other will say something off air, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I have to say, it isn't, yeah. it isn't available anymore as the CD, because this was done as a limited edition mm-hmm. um, CD, but you can still download it from the Big Finish website. I'll be honest, they are great value, but I do accept they're not cheap necessarily. Yeah. And you know, no, I don't know what that costs. There's them. a difference sometimes people have in their mind between paying ten ninety nine for a DVD or for a CD. It's about forty quid to download this box set. Well, this is one of those ones where I think it's actually worth the money. It's yeah. I would say yes, you get a lot for your money on this one. There's well, a lot of yeah. diversion it's, of it, stories. It's, it is eight discs. It's eight mm. discs. Whereas you might be hesitant about spending, you know, fourteen quid on a story for one dot you're not sure of. This one I think is is yeah. definitely worth yeah. the the it's money. It's a celebration of Big Finish's Doctor Who ranges as spin offs. Yeah. yeah. Which is why you've got Things like the countermeasures and Unit and... You've got so uh, many different characters in it and that kind of stuff. Would have had Jago Lightfoot. And you've got so many Doctors, it's definitely worth the download. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we'd like to know what you think of Legacy of Time. You know the address. Mm -hmm. Let's say it again just for the hell of it. You know you want to. You can write to us via show at staggeringstories.com. Dead. Woohoo! That's a very angry dot. <laughs> <laughs> right, one of you has been writing to us again. Oh, Woohoo! Thank you. 
and we we owe a, an apology to this one of you Ooh. because apparently we called them she oh. and they are not she. Oh, sorry, Pinky. Egg, I don't know. I think I got a us. feeling. I got a feeling it was me. Pinky, I do apologise. Pinky says hello, Staggerers. Hello, Pinky. Pinky. Hello. Goodness sake, my pronouns are they, them, not she. We we apologise. I think I think that was me, and I humbly, <laughs> humbly apologise. Anywho, Jean, we beat our previous quiz score. Yay! Not difficult, I know, and I'm still proud of that earlier score. We came last earlier on. <laughs> we got, I think it was two or three. <laughs> I've been a busy nerd going to two Who conventions on consecutive weekends, Ooh. then rushing around chasing my tail, trying to catch up with everything I ignored while I was away geeking out. Finally getting some time to get back to being a geek. <laughs> Stepping into the not-so-way-back machine, Hooverville was great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, It was wonderful to see people again and spend time with my darling Chris and friends. <laughs> and the head of Pervy makes a good fort... Uh, foot tre- for- oh, f- I said fortress. <laughs> <laughs> and the head of Pertwee makes a good footrest, lol. But I'm fed up with the lack of diversity. Now, at Hooverville, I get to see friends. At Warp, I get to meet an internet friend in the flesh. Ooh, flesh. And met Sophie Aldred and Sylvester McCoy. Got my Ace book, autograph, photos, oh. etc. Plus, both of them complimented my look, which was wonderful for my ego. <laughs> All of that was great! Yeah. But it was also very much a cis-white boys club. And most conventions are like this, unless yep. they put some effort into being more inclusive. Mm. Pinky, sweetie, you you weren't around in the uh, 80s. Yeah. So that was a boys club. Yeah. It's got so the- much better. The, the the number of female fans could be counted on one hand on two hands and we all knew each other. I, I, I think I think fifty percent of the female fans are actually in this room at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, as much as I love the good bits of these conventions, it's going to take something big like an Aldred and McCoy situation to get me to hand over my money for any more events until they start making improvements and show they're at least trying to be more inclusive. It's really not that difficult. Now on to corsets. <laughs> Pinky, mate, that was a hell of a link. <laughs> if properly made and worn, they won't fuck up nerves. Yeah. It does sound like Sophia Miles oh, yeah. had the bad luck of suffering with either uncommon nerve damage due to random chance or the outfit was badly made, fitted. At least she got the feeling back. And it was good fun watching her realise that her career had been led by who she found most attractive. Yeah. Yes, Jean was telling us about yeah, that. Yeah, that was. On that bit, I have to say, mm-hmm. when they originally made corsets to be worn they weren't supposed to be tight and warm for hours on end the daytime corsets were this kind of like hourglass that literally was the equivalent of wearing spandex for the evening you would not want to wear spandex all day nowadays so i think it's because when they film they're in them for a lot lot longer than you would have been can i finish pinky can i you got to sit there talking about corsets? <laughs> she almost went ultrasonic Pinky then. continues. <laughs> I am so behind on TV stuff that I can't really comment on anything. I'm still only halfway through the latest Stranger Things and haven't started the new Dark Crystal. I really wouldn't bother. Do it, do it, do it. Watch it. It's amazing. Though now I want to re-watch Labyrinth after listening to you talk about it. Oh, yeah, yes, definitely do. do that. It's been such a long time since the last viewing and I will fight anyone who <laughs> thinks puppetry is not a valid method for TV and filmmaking. Yes! Two exclamation marks. Oh, puppetry of what? I'm off to crochet some Daleks. <laughs> ooh, ooh, Be seeing ooh. you, Pinky. We've got Are a couple of Daleks Pinky. in the geek room. Oh, yeah, we've got two crochet Daleks, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. Do we have any um 
noisy feedback. We do have some audio I, I feedback. Audio. Yeah. audio. I believe the, the term is audio. 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 Right, do I have an audio feedback here? Is oh. it from Tim? No. Oh. oh. Is it from Karen? Get it. Oh, is it from Cardboard no. Amy? No, no, no. Mm. Is it from is Cardboard it... Clara? No. Somebody <laughs> upside down. Oh, it's from Reese, isn't it? The Demogorgon. No, no, it's not Demogorgon or Hopper. No, it is from Reese. Hello, Reese. Hello, Reese. Hello, Staggerers. How are you all? Fine. I hope you're doing well. And hello, Heather Birdwee. And hello, Cardboard Amy. And hello, Cardboard Clara. I see you next to Amy, who's obviously trying to use her height to compensate for the fact she has no character. I just wanted to send some positive energy to Clara's way, though, because Adam seems to despise her. They're both great and very attractive. But uh, moving on. Um, how are you all, team? And I'm just here with a quick bit of feedback. And I know he says that every time. He's never really quick. But I don't have too much to talk about this time, so I think it will be quick. All I'm really going to talk about is two things. Number one being the fact that thanks to you guys Uh mentioning it on and off throughout the years, I've started watching Babylon 5. I've only seen the first two episodes, or maybe that's the second and third. Basically, I haven't watched The Gathering, which as far as I can uh, tell is a pilot of some sort. I don't know if I had to watch that because the first episode worked as a first episode too. I'll, I'll probably watch The Gathering at some point. I don't know why, but I, I just figured that it started off as a TV show, not with a movie or a TV movie or whatever, and I just jumped in there, and then I realised, oh, The Gathering is part of it too. And it yes. A bit weird. A bit anyway. Got to be different. I really like it. From the first two oh, episodes that I've seen, I really, really like it. <laughs> Unfortunately, despite how groundbreaking they were when they started, the CGI has dated appallingly. Yes. Uh, yes. But that's going to happen when you're the first thing to use something. Trimmed. What is it, 20 years on? Mm. 25? Yeah, 25. Years on? Uh, it's going to date. It's going to change, especially with something like technology, which is always changing. Yep. But, yeah, it doesn't really matter because everything else is great. That's For example, I love how it just kind of jumps right into the action, which... Uh, it's something I wasn't necessarily expecting. Uh, a lot of shows, actually, no, that's that's kind of wrong. I was going to compare it to the original Trek, but I've got to remember there is at least 20, 30 years between the two of them. Actually, yeah, 30 years between the two of them, yeah. Um, but when I go back and watch the original Trek, I can watch it and I can really enjoy it and appreciate it, but I do have to turn my modern TV viewing brain yeah. off, yeah, basically, and really remind myself of the context that this was a long time ago on a TV set far, far away. No, <laughs> it was a long time ago. And it sometimes is a bit of a drag and sometimes the effects... Are not, honestly, I can look past effects. It's true that effects don't really matter if the story is great and usually yeah. the stories are great but the biggest thing is pacing is so different in tv even rose in the first season of doctor who <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we interrupt this broadcast to bring an important update That's- clearly he means new who <laughs> back to the broadcast <laughs> even the second Good i would argue even the third are somewhat slower and somewhat told differently than they are now. Because that's over a decade old now too. Stories just, storytelling changes so much. And I guess I might have been expecting the same pace because the production values looked similar-ish, in my mind at least, uh, between Babylon 5 and Star Trek. But it's different. And it's faster, and it's great, and the cast are great. Not to imply Star Trek's not great, by the way, but just remember everything I said about how I need to 
need to get rid of my preconceptions and kind of focus on how how good it is and cut it some slack. Whereas this, I don't have to cut as much slack is what I'm saying. I do like them both a lot. The cast is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, The characters are really interesting, only two episodes in. And I really like how, even though, (laughs) honestly, it did take me by surprise, despite it being a little bit cheesy and the camera movement shaking a little bit um, and (laughs) the makeup taking me by surprise, I do like how it jumps right into the action with the outpost getting destroyed. Yeah. Uh, but the hair did take me by surprise. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's still great and it's very dramatic and it sets up a pace that I wasn't expecting, like I've already said. And uh, very few shows even now do that. Uh, I mean, the last show that I think had a really strong pilot was uh, Arrow, actually. The pilot for Arrow was really good. Uh, as were the first few seasons. Then it went bonkers and actually terrible. And now it's back on track. And I hope the final season, which is the one that's going to come out next, sadly it's final. But also, I feel like it's run its course. It's got enough spin-offs too. They could probably, unless they kill Arrow off in Arrow, he can appear in the in crossovers and stuff like that. Okay. Anyway, that was a good pilot. So was this. I've got one more thing to mention just for a bit of fun. Oh, yeah. You might have seen that it's become a bit of a trend on YouTube for people of various professions to react to how that profession is uh, represented in TV. For example, medical doctors watch House. Oh, yeah. And uh, there was a bomb squad expert watched how explosions are handled in movies. And usually my response to that is, yeah, but it's a movie. Everything is exaggerated for dramatic effect. Yeah. Because usually the uh, bomb squad people say, yeah, well, uh, grenades wouldn't explode that big and that fiery. No, but it looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's another one, uh, which is uh, CGI artists react to good and bad CGI. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing to learn about the things that you do learn about. It's from this uh, company called Corridor Digital, and they've got two channels. One called Corridor, which is where they put short films and things like that. Um, there's CGI artists, and they make really fun videos. For example, one of them was uh, introducing, no, not introducing, combining the video game Portal with uh, basketball mm-hmm. and uh, kind of executing that, but with CGI and green screen that they know how to do, and they did themselves they're the people who also uh, you might have seen it they did the video where everything they touch turns to lego yeah. Yeah, no, um, seen it. Yeah. notice that americans it's lego not lego uh, we'll be pedantic about that yes. because it's fun and that's its name uh, <laughs> but anyway they've done a lot of stuff they did the like uh, anime fidget spinner battle and stuff like that they, they, they find yeah. trends and then they kind of twist them and turn them and make a lot of fun out of them and so that goes on their main channel which is called corridor and then they've got the corridor crew where you see them at their workspaces and yeah. they you see behind the scenes of these videos and you get these videos of them reacting to good and bad CGI. <laughs> and, for example, they'd probably tear Babylon 5 to shreds, but then also mention that's where their profession started, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they do really cool stuff. And did you know that the uh, film X-Men Origins Wolverine, the worst X-Men film of the lot, even though I don't think much of X-Men films in general, I'm sorry. Um, I love the casts, but the films just haven't been great. Anyway... X-Men Origins Wolverine. God, it's a terrible title too. Yeah. Um, had the same budget as the first Transformers. Really? Wow. And you would never tell by the CGI because the yeah. people who worked on it weren't as skilled. I don't know. Were rushed. I mean, it doesn't look as good at all. And I know the Transformers comes for a lot of flack. I've thrown a lot of flack at it. <laughs> it's not great story-wise, but no. the visual effects yeah. I genuinely mm. think are outstanding. Yep. They're almost flawless. They look really good. 
they do look like a truck transforms into a big thing and punches another big thing. <laughs> I don't care, <laughs> but it looks really cool. Um, That's the plot and they the point that out. Film. Really cool stuff like that. I would recommend checking them out, you and your listeners. All right, I'll leave you now. And uh, thank you very much for the show, and I'll try to speak to you next time. Thank you, Reese. Yeah. Thank you, Reese. And, and just one more thing, Reese, about Babylon 5. Is this a clue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. First season, in retrospect, feels quite ropey. Yeah. Of B5. Yeah. If you're enjoying it now, you're really going to, hopefully, really going to love yeah. it as it moves on, particularly into season two. Season and two and three, yeah. Should I tell you who else liked the first season? Yeah. He's sitting behind you. Oops. Oh. Yeah. oh. We haven't said anything oh. to him. Oh. Denied. You start, Keith. Okay. Hello, Head of Pertwee! Hello, the wonderful cardboard Clara (laughs) and the um, insignificant pile of ash that was cardboard Amy. (laughs) Hello, Moomin, wherever he is. Hello, Gwayam. Hello, strangely seductive gnome. (laughs) Shaborn, the topless female gnome. Hello, Gwego. And so on and so forth. Yeah. And Graham, the dragon. Terrence. Terrence, the dragon. He's Gween, you know. I've never seen an episode of Babylon 5. Oh, oh. I've not seen many. No, no, you were banned from watching Babylon 5. (laughs) Apparently, if you make enough biscuit jokes when Garibaldi appears, you get told to leave the room. There is a security card. Card called Gary Baldy. And each, each time I'm trying to watch this show that I'm into, that I'm enjoying, that I great, in great, great enjoyment from, I get from behind me crumbs. Oh. Every time he appears. So I got sent from the room. You were banished. Yeah. Right, lead us out, Crumbly. Well, just one more very quick thing. Don't uh, lead us out, Crumbly. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, Reese was saying about um, Arrow and uh, coming to an end and uh, other spin-offs and stuff. Yeah. And there is actually one more spin-off coming that I forgot to mention in the addendums ooh, earlier. Ooh, um, a late addendum. Yeah, there's a Canary spin-off in the works ooh. with all the different various forms of Canary. Yeah. Canary? I have no idea who Canary is. White Canary, Black Canary, Devil Canary. It's an Arrow thing. Arrow yeah. thing, yeah. It's a group of female superheroes. Heroes. Can Crumbly lead us out yes. Possibly. It's over to you, Crumbly. Like G-Force, do they? <laughs> ah. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another Staggering Stories podcast. But never fear, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. Oh, dear. More fun frivolity and jollity, more news and reviews, more who old and new. So until that... A for Arrow. Amazing. Asinine. (laughs) Astounding. Astonishing. swiping Awe-inspiring. Eccentrically. Absolutely awful. (laughs) Aardvark comes wandering down towards us. No, shouldn't it be ambling? It should be. Ambling. Ambling. Awkwardly. Astoundingly amazing podcast. (laughs) With an axe in his arse. Ooh! (laughs) They were A letters. (laughs) This is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. This is me, Stephen. No, 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 no. You don't say that this is me, Stephen. You just say goodbye or farewell or so long. Uh. Start again, Crumbly. (laughs) Bloody trainees. (laughs) So until then, this is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. And I will see you again in a month or this time. <sighs> he still hasn't got the hang of it. <laughs> Farewell. Goodbye. <laughs> Au revoir. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>
You have been listening to Staggering Stories Podcast Series 1, number 325, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, Stephen Clare, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers at the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente and Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. Well, like she said, that woman is made of legs. <laughs> they would certainly wrap around you a few times. Shut up. <laughs> Do you think she's got, like, bend, really bendy knees or something? <laughs> Can we just pretend it's Tim doing a funny accent? <laughs> Hi, Reese. You pop it, you. <laughs> Wee-wees. 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 Oh, we are I need a glass of water or not. Andy's getting rid of some water. Just open your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh! It's sterile, it's fine, you can drink it. Ooh! Exactly, it won't hurt you. Yeah. Ooh! Burples. No, if it's a bit dehydrated, it has a bit of flavour to it. Tom Baker on a galleon serving <laughs> Elizabeth the first. <laughs> Servicing or serving? Serving, serving. My doing probably service. You have a woman's legs, my lord! <laughs> and it's a woman's purse. I bet that purse never had 20 seasick sailors tossing in it. <laughs> you just hit me in the face with my own microphone. You arse. No, no, it wasn't me arse, it was me tummy. What's <laughs> a great sky effect. Uh... Yeah. Bleach or water and bleach. Or water. I felt yeah. sad when the birdman kept getting shot. <laughs> yeah, the same really birdman. Did. And I did like the background birdman acting. Oh, oh yeah, I think they were taught to uh, look a bit bird-like when they're moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do love the fact that we've got a big, big muscular-looking bloke and we've got a fairly thin, lightweight bloke. So which one do we make the woodman and which one do we make the birdman? Yeah, we get the oh, wrong way Oh, we muscly bird. <laughs> oh, the guy who played the second in command, Birdman, yeah. was light in Ghost Light. Yes. Yes. Did they ever say who did the voice then for Flash? No, it's a mystery. Never been revealed who actually did it. Poor bugger, missing out on the credit and the sci-fi re- credit yeah. and conventions. Yeah. We should get my dad to say it was him and, get, and charge a fortune for him to be at conventions. <laughs> Can he put on an American accent? He could try, if there's, <laughs> en- if there's enough money in it. <laughs> it's very unclear how suddenly the Earth is saved. Yeah, it just is. It's just a quick line, what's in the background, by Timothy Dalton's character. Yeah. Oh, I turned off the... You did it, six miles underground, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just did. Yeah, um, all the damage that was done up until the last one second before the Earth was going to yeah. pull yeah, to pieces. Yeah, because there volcanoes and earthquakes and everything. <laughs> and Ming actually says we can turn it off. Your Earth people won't be the same now, more easily subjugated. Mm. Mm. That's what the uh, second film be about. Flash would have gone evil, subjugated the Earth. Evil Flash. He enslaved every one of us. I sat on his thingy. Oh. <laughs> his Millennium Falcon. I'm not a weirdo. Is that, is that what it's called? <laughs> I've Very just mean. bitten the legs off of R2D2. <laughs> Glorious scenes with uh, Davison. Well, I'll take navigation. You sure? Navigation? Do you know how long it took you to find the largest airport in London, in England? <laughs> I shall take the navigation. How long did it take you to find Metabilis 3? <laughs> Metabilis. <laughs> I must admit, the one thing I really wanted at the end there, which I know they don't technically have a licence for, 
I really wanted Witaka to turn up. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Given she's the current doctor. Yeah. 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 That would have been just a, a quick cough and a spit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can they just bend the rules just for that? Yeah. But, I'm sure it won't be long before we get her in Big British. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Why are you saying that? We don't have Matt Smith yet. No. We haven't had Smith. We problem. haven't had Capaldi, but it depends how busy they will be afterwards. Yeah, I think Capaldi's mm. quite busy, although we'll get to him sooner or later, I think. I think even Eccleston might now be on the cards. Yeah, I think I think he... I never thought it He seems to be swinging that way. <laughs> <laughs> so is, it, he, is he at Galley 1 as well, Eccleston? Yeah. That's the reason yeah. why we're going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if we go to Galley... Well, we go, but it's at, at Galley well. I'm frigging going. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam's going. So what the rest of you are doing? No, I'm not dressing up as Amelia Pond again. Oh, <laughs> you should do. All these two blonde tonsils are coming out. Tonight. What That's has it. got into you tonight? <laughs> do we have to do anything for your intro? Nope. Yay! <laughs> those are the best intros. The I best. like those yeah, intros. Yeah, yeah. We sit here and pretend to be amused. <laughs> <laughs>